welcome to Vision Scope, a program designed to educate and inform on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. Glad you could join me for another episode in this series, Vision Scope. Today, we have a very interesting program lined up for you, so please stay tuned. Our story today is about rejection, pain, and isolation. Yet, despite all these, hope and aspirations lurk in the background. So we are going to listen to Kadim Irish as he tells his story and shares some of his experiences. Kadim, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Perhaps you could start by telling our listeners a little bit about Kadim. Who is Kadim? Well, Kadim, I, my name is Kadim Irish, first of all. And um, I was born in Antigua. I was born with, with glaucoma. Mm-hmm. And I did a surgery when I was, the first surgery I did when I was 11 months, and the other one was when I was 12 months. Okay, okay. And, um, yeah. So the, both surgeries left you with very little sight or no sight? What was the position? Um, It left me where I could see like colors and shapes until I was the age of eight. Then I lost it. So everything disappeared? Yes. Go back and, if you can recall, and tell us a little bit about what life was like for you as a young boy growing up in Antigua. Well, growing up in Antigua, at first, the the school system was, it was kind of difficult because I was... I was basically the I was basically the the only child that was in a school system where I was in a I was in a class where everyone had their sight, so it was kind of basically hard to get work done. Mm. So you grew up you act you actually had to go to school among um, sighted children and you were the only blind child. What kind of help did you get during those early days in school? Well, the the school that I went to, they had a part of the school where they had a few they had a few teachers that that were that were trained in um teaching teaching braille and and um, mobility skills and stuff like that. So hmm. I had I had some, I would say I have some help. I had some help. But not enough. 
how did you manage? How did you cope with your various classes and so? How, how did that go for you? Well, basically, I had um, people. Um, I I was in class and I had I had some students that would that would write. They would write off the notes and I had a braille machine and they would after they finished write, writing off the work, they would come and sit with me and read and I would. I would type up, type up the work like that. So mm-hmm. I, I would say I had some help in that way, and it, I was able to do my work like that. How did your parents react uh, when they found out that um, their their child was blind? You were the only only blind child in the family. Did you have other siblings? I have. I have. A, I have a brother and a. I have I actually have three brothers and one sister. Three brothers and a sister. So how how did your parents take it? I mean, as far as you can remember, when they found out um, that you were blind. It was basically only my mom because my dad my dad left when I was three years old. Oh, so you can't recall much of him. So your mother had the brunt of yeah, it the was, difficulties. It was, only my, it was only my mother. Yes, yes, yes. What was it like for her? How did she manage? Well, it, I would say it, it was hard because at first she didn't she didn't know how to how to deal with it. But you know, I can say I give I give a lot of thanks for her because she was she was there and you know she tried to teach me uh, teach me a lot that I could um be able to to help myself and she she taught me not to be not to be dependent on her she taught me to to do certain things for my for my to help myself so uh, I would say she 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 coped with it um very good she did her best eh yes but for you as a child growing up, did 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 the blindness bother you at all? It did. It did at first because I, I used to question myself like why me and sometimes why why did I have to go why did I have to go through this? But as I as I grew as I grew older I started understanding that I had I had certain certain skills and certain talents that I could I could use to get me places. I had certain skills that I I didn't know that I that I had. Yes, and you began to use those skills. I would imagine as best you yes. could. Yes, but 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 you must have had times when particular things when you couldn't do particular things and you got upset because you couldn't do them what are some of the things that really bothered you as a youngster growing up in your community things that you couldn't do that you wanted to do badly wanted to do um i i would really really i didn't really have any friends because because since I lost my sight, um, no one wanted to, to talk to me, and they didn't re- they didn't really include me in any activities. So 
So you 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 felt isolated then. Yes. You felt isolated, and and how that must have taken quite a toll on you. I mean, to find out that there were youngsters your age, but they weren't communicating very much with you. How did you cope with all of that? I would say it, it hurt it hurt a lot because it 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 took a toll because I was wondering why I like I and I go back to say that I question myself like mm-hmm. what had to happen to me mm-hmm. you know and I didn't I didn't really know I didn't really understand a lot a lot about it I was just I was just start learning learning how to how to read Bradle and learning about jaws and all that so yes okay so you 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 really felt rejected yeah and isolated yeah but you know my mom my mom was always there to you know she she understand how i how i felt Mm -hmm. and that continued throughout your life in Antigua. Yes. Um, at, at what age did you leave Antigua to go to the United States? I left, I left Antigua to come, to come to the United States at age 22. 22. Uh, what, yes. what, what prompted you to make the move from Antigua to the United States? It was um well um first I was bef- before I came to the United States I um this this lady had this lady had met my mom and she was she was my mom told her that I was blind and she told my mom about the salvation school in Jamaica. Yes. Yes, and, that's uh, my old that's my old school. Yeah, she told my mom about the Salvation Army School in Jamaica, mm. and I I left Antigua at age age fifteen, mm. and I went to the Salvation Army School in in twenty twenty ten. Oh, so you were actually you were actually going to school in Kingston. Yes. Okay, how did you find it there? Was was it different from your experiences in Antigua? How did you find it? It it was different because you know um, some people some some of the the students spoke to me some some didn't hmm. some I I got a lot of. Um, a lot of things happened. Mm. I would say a lot of things happened because my the first the first the, the first the first week I got there mm. I I didn't I didn't know anyone and it was like it, it was a different it was a whole different country and different environment. It was a different environment. So mm. I didn't really know how to how to react, you know, and mm. 
did you finally did you finally make an did you finally make an adjustment yes i i did mm. i i i finally made an adjustment mm. um, you know with with some students even though i got i got bullied a lot teams a lot you know they used to tease you. Why, why was this? Was it because you were isolated? You felt isolated or, you know, you couldn't stand up to them and that kind of thing? What? Yes, that's, that's, that's the, the point. I, they, they saw that I couldn't, I couldn't stand up to them. Yes, that's okay. So you went to school in Jamaica and then yeah. from, from Jamaica, what happened? After you after you finished school, you then from Jamaica. I went I went back to Antigua and then I stayed in Antigua for a while and then migrated to the United States in 2017. Okay, so that comes back to my original question: What prompted you to make the move from Antigua to the United States? Well, my my grandmother my grandmother was my my grandmother came here when i was she came here when i was three years old and she um she fi she filed for it was through filing mm -hmm. my grandmother she um she, she did the necessary paperwork she filed for your mother and yes. you okay so you yes. You, you 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 ended up in the United States. What what has it been like in the United States for you, having left the Caribbean and moved up to the United States? What what has it been like? I would say it, it's very different because there's a lot of lot of opportunities. You have a lot of schooling and you learn a lot. A lot about how to how to get by as a person with with a disability. Like mm -hmm. they have schooling where they teach you like um independent living, like how to organize like your your if you're living by yourself, they they teach you how to organize your own your own house where putting stuff where you know that you they could be accessible to you. Mm -hmm. I've learned about a lot of different technology that I, I didn't know existed to aid persons with disabilities mm -hmm. who have been impaired. You know, so the opportunity has been it's it has been very good. I I should say. Tell me, tell me, two of the pieces of equipment that really stand out for you that really you think are game changers for you two of the equipments they have they have this thing where you they have this thing it's called a coloring you put it you put it on your shirt and it tells you the color of your clothes they even have this thing they call the money identifier that reads it reads the money. It reads the money to you, whether it's five, ten, twenty. You United, United so States money. Those are things. Yeah, those are things that I never. Those are two, two of the equipments I never, 
I never knew existed until I came to the United States. I, I know they had them. Yes, yes. So those those two pieces of equipment really made a big difference in your life. Yeah, because they're very they're very helpful. What have you been able to to do for yourself since coming to to the United States? How have you improved your life generally? I would say I've learned I've learned a lot than what I what I've learned growing up in the Caribbean. Hmm. Like what? You know, I've improved on my computer skills. Um, I, I I learn a lot more things about about um, I sharpen my computer skills, learning more about jaws and about the other accessible um, the other programs mm-hmm. for 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 persons with with vision, vision impairment. Are you currently employed in the United States or aren't you? No, no, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not currently employed because um, unfortunately, because of because of the the pandemic, it it, it slowed things down a, a lot. So employment is employment is not. It's available, but it's not easy. It's not easy to get. Why? Why so? Because basically, they do, they don't have one thing. They don't have is the right, the right training training programs for persons with disabilities. It's basically, you have to you have to have some some level of um it's basically you have to you have to know someone who, who recommends you for a particular position basically you sound like someone who is fearful of life that there's something within that is holding you back is there such a thing? And if there is, what is it? Basically, the only thing that is holding me back that I know is me. Is? I, is myself. Okay. Because I, I have made, I've made a lot of excuses. Mm-hmm. I've made a lot of excuses in my life why, why I haven't gone for for certain things or decide to further my education more mm-hmm. what what is the foundation for those excuses do you can you can you say, can you pick them up the foundation for those excuses it's basically that Um, how to, how to say this? It's basically that, um, you know, I, I don't know, because I was, I would say that I was, I was pursuing my, um, 
my GED, but like I said, because of the the pandemic, it slowed everything down. So after a while, I just I, I just I just got tired and said, you know what? Hey, I, I it just got rough. It just got rough on me, and then a lot of came down to a lot of health issues. No, so. What are some of those health issues? You want to talk about them? I have, I have, um, in 2016, I found out I have an umbilical hernia. And I have, what happened was when I was, let me go back to say that when I was born, hmm. My my left eye used to pull the pressure from my right eye, mm-hmm. and I should put it back to where when I was in Jamaica, I I ended up in the hospital the same week I the same week I started school. You had to go to hospital. Yes, because for, for the eye pressure. The 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 pressure was so much that the ball the ball in my left eye actually burst. Oh no. So they had to they had to remove it. Mm-hmm. But the doctor says that even though they removed it, my left eye will still always pull the pressure from my right eye. Mm-hmm. So when that happens it gives it gives me a very a very bad headache. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it gets to the point where it's um it's unbearable sometimes. So how do you deal with that? How do you you know cope with trying to reduce it? I try to I try to take um you know in in medication sometimes. Or sometimes I just try to knock out the pain as much as I try to fight through the pain as much as I can. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's not easy to do. Okay. What What are some of your major goals in life? What What are you aiming for? You know, what would Kadim like right. to become? Right now, my biggest aim. My biggest goal in life is to, to be self-employed. You want to be self-employed? Yes, that's basically where my aim is right now. In what area? Just to be, you know, basically, business-wise, basically just, you know, coming up with my my own inventions, so to speak, like, you know, coming out with things that just helping people, helping people that that are like myself, basically in a similar situation. Um, if I'm interpreting correct, you want you want to get into employment where you can create gadgets to make life better for people with disabilities. Is that what you are? Aiming at? Yes. Okay. And um, 
So, what have you been doing to, to fulfill that dream? So far, I have been I have been working on I've been working with a few persons that that um I would say as early as January I have some projects started. Mm -hmm. Currently, you're a DJ on UVC Radio. Um, you have a program on a Tuesday afternoon from. 2, yes. 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. Eastern. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, that program, you you play current music. Yes. What, what, what has that been like for you? It's been, a, it, it has been an opportunity because DJing was something I took up. It's basically, I took it up as a as just basically a hobby. I I took it up where I I was just I was just at it started when I was just at home I would just sit and and just put in, play music for myself because it helps it helps me to it helps me to to music was something that I love that I love So you just play play music um, not an instrument yeah. you play you play music on your um on your computer yeah i i would just be at home and just you know playing music for myself but mm -hmm. a friend of mine a friend of mine i went to the united states i i was um i met a friend of mine she she was up here studying um Special special education, mm -hmm. and um, she told me about this this organization that they that she was a part of. Mm -hmm. That um, she asked me if I wanted to join, so I said I said yeah. You know. So I joined them, and in um, in July of 2019, they had um, they had a picnic. Mm -hmm. And they wanted someone to play music, so I volunteered my I volunteered myself and told them that I could play. So that's how I really started. I really started to play, and someone asked me. They they enjoy they enjoy the music, so someone asked me, "Have you ever thought about making making that a a a, biz, a business or just going into?" the business full time. And I said I never I never thought about it. Basically it's like I was always wanted to be on the radio station. Yes. Yes. And and I heard I I was it was always a dream for me because I would I remember growing up I used to listen to the radio and a friend of mine, me and him, we would we would stay up all night and we would have radio playing and we were we were just acting like we were we were DJs, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I said, you know what? I wonder. I wonder if it's possible for me to go into 
the the radio the radio broadcasting profession. Mm. And then um I heard about I heard about that's how I heard about UVC, UVC radio. radio. Mm-hmm. That's where I, early this year I I heard about UVC radio from a friend. I heard they're talking about this UVC radio. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yes. Yeah. So what happened is um I tried to figure. I found out how to apply how to apply for a spot on on UVC radio. And it started, the show started early back in June of this year, June 15th to be exact. I was, <laughs> I could tell you the first time I was, I was nervous. Quaking in your boots, <laughs> eh? <laughs> I was, I was nervous because <laughs> I, I've never, I've never been, been on, on, radio before so I was nervous mm-hmm. 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 but as time went by I got I got a lot of um, encouragement from mm-hmm. from people and mm-hmm. don't worry about it it's, it's your first show it happens to, it happens to everyone yes yes you have to start somewhere yeah, they're like, don't worry, it, it's just your first show. You were just, you were just learning, you know. Mm-hmm. And as time, as time went by, I was, I first I got discouraged because I thought that, I thought that you know people wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. But um, someone approached me and said, you need to, you need to start talking. Yes. Interacting with the yeah. Remember, you and I had a conversation about that as well. Yes. 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 yes, yes. We did. Mm-hmm. Like you need to interact more with your listeners because pe- people yeah. are people are they're listening to you, but you need to you need to you need to interact with them. And people want to know you. People and want. They, they, they want to. They want to know who. They want to know who's. Um, they yes. want to know you. You know. Yes. So. Yeah. How has I, it been? I is started, it is it improving? Is it improving? Is it for you? It's getting better. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it's uh, it's getting it's getting much better now. Yes, much better. The the show has been it has been going really really good, and I like the I like the feedback that I'm getting now. Yes, yes. From 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 when I started, so. Yes. It just gives it just gives me that that energy to always always go and just you know provide music for for the listening public and it, it makes me happy that mm-hmm. I'm doing something I'm doing something good. Mm-hmm. And something that you love. Yeah, something that I something that I love. What kind of sport do you like? Do you like any any sport at all? Sports. I started. I started playing um, blind baseball in 2019. Okay. So you you you've been working at that. 
you still yeah. you still play. Yeah. I started playing in 20, 2019 and I I really like the sport because I never I never really knew they had sports for people who were visually impaired until till some till a guy told me that um there's this sport called blind baseball. Mm. And I was like, Blind baseball? I never heard about that. Mm. So I went to I went to one of the practices mm. and I went to my first blind baseball practice. At first I didn't I didn't I didn't join. I just I just went to observe to find out yeah, to observe. Mm. Until the the coach came to me and he's like he's like, um you want you wanna give it a try? I said, sure. Mm. So that's how I I actually started I actually started practicing and I went to a few practices and you know, I caught on to the caught on to the sport and I just fell in love with the sport from ever since. Okay. Do you do you read a lot or listen to books, ebooks? What what do you do? I mostly listen to, to audiobooks. You listen to audiobooks. Do you have any favorite yes. authors? Um, no, I I choose a I like um um romance. Um I'm mostly into like romance, um, some mysteries, some um you know there there's this this book series that I'm reading. It's called the Sword of Truth book series. Okay. Okay. Yes. If you 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 listen to a lot of music, you, I know you love music. If you yes. if you were exiled on an island, and you were allowed to take one album, just one, which album would you choose? I would say an album from from Buju Bantan. I forgot the name of that album now. Hmm. But, but you would take a Buju Bantan album. album. Yes, that would, that album was one of my favorites. Okay, okay. Uh, and you love foods. You eat. You 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 eat healthily. Yes. What what are some of your favorite foods? I I try my best to to eat eat um healthy as much as I can, you know. Mm -hmm. Not too much. Uh, you're, you're concerned I'm, about you're concerned about your health. No, no, not really. But I just I would eat now and again. I would eat a burger, maybe a. You would treat pizza, yourself, yes. Chicken. Yes. But normally, what foods? What food would you go for? Are you are you a peas and rice man or what? what? Yeah, I go for yeah peas and rice mm -hmm. when I can, whenever I can have it. Mm -hmm. I will go for it. How has the pandemic, COVID pandemic, treated you? I can't end without asking that question. How has the pandemic treated you? Let's look at. Let's look at some of it. Let's look at the bad side first. 
it's just been really, really tough. Mm. In what way? And, you know, it, it just um, slowed down everything. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to classes, but you know, basically after after the pandemic started spreading, like it, it just, it just kind of, kind of really, really impacted me in the way that. I'm I'm scared to, but, to even go out sometimes. But please don't give up. You need to get back into mainstream and go back to school. That's important. You know that. Yeah, I know. Because I, I told myself that I wanted, I want to go, I want to pursue, um, I want to pursue a certificate in um, information technology. Okay. Yes. And I think you should go for it, because that's important. Yeah. Mm. Um. Cause, you know, I don't really have. Like I said, I want. I'm. My biggest goal is to be self-employed mm. and to help others. You know, to basically take. I would say trying try to get into the the music music career because mm. I'm thinking about going into and um, the 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 production side of things too and you know creating just basically making a creating a living for myself. Do you play any musical instrument? Not at the moment. I I used. I used to play the the piano when I was four, but because the the classes got got too expensive, so I had to stop. You gave it up, but so yeah, you, I think, I so you haven't you haven't played for a long time. I wanted to go back if I have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, Kadim, I want to thank you ever so much for granting me this interview. And I enjoyed our little sit down together. And I want to end by wishing you all the best for the future and continue to doing what you love on radio. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, it's my pleasure being here. Yes. It was my pleasure being here and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to having the sit down if that's happening. I'm okay with you, and I'm, I'm looking forward to being here. And maybe next time when I'm when I'm back, I'll be back with I'll be back with with I'll have more to tell you. Yes, man. All the best to you, and um, continue striving towards your goals. All right. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that. If you have any questions or comments regarding this program, please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com. That is N-O-R-W-I-L-L number 2 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a happy and productive week. That's it for today. 
Join me next time when we will present another in this series, Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams Jr. Thank you.